0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the One Visionary Voices Podcast. Um, today is July 20th, here with us on the call. We have Claire. Hello. Lex. Wish um, Myself, Ramsey, and our special guest, um, Danielle. Hey, y'all. So, first of all, hello, everyone. How's everyone doing today?
1: You're doing good,
0: chilling. How are you? I'm doing great, thanks for asking. <laughs> today was today was scorching. Like, so a heat wave, so I've heard. They were sending out like warnings. Like, so what, what was your experience like today? With tea?
1: I stayed in my AC and I went outside when it was six o'clock at night and dark.
0: It was darker. dark at six o'clock? Well, you dark,
1: in. darker
2: <laughs> than midday.
0: Oh, I was about to say, I thought you was in a different time zone. I'm like, what? Okay, How about you, Lux?
2: I was in the AC all day. The one walked to my car. I was like, oh, this is nice. And then I turned my AC
0: on my car. <laughs> oh, at least oh. able to control it. I know there's some people go out here without AC in their car. I remember I had a little 50.
1: That's thing. me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> those days are the worst, I'm not gonna lie. First of all, you already get in, the leather be hot. Mm. You know, sure sticking to your legs and all that. But what about you, Denny? Like, nah, it was hard, definitely
3: right? hot. Well, I'm actually in New York right now, but I'm really used to the hot weather, but the humidity up here is not as bad as Florida because it is like stifling now, there.
0: Yeah, I could yeah. imagine. I'm not, not used to this, this, this kind of came out of nowhere, honestly, but I'm happy to see it. It, it felt it felt nice and tropical to me. So, and that was tropical? What? I was enjoying it. Know,
1: you I said I it in the end, okay? <laughs>
3: you in the end. You
2: need to <laughs> shoot. In my mind.
0: Stein, in my mind. Already, like, um, I, I was about to so. say. I was literally about to say, you hey, see
3: those posts? I peeped that. Like, who even started that? I don't know, but I'm trying
1: it, to go. It,
2: like, this is
0: I'm, well. I'm
2: not. I went to Signway a couple weeks ago, like maybe two weeks ago, and it wasn't as bad. Like, the cars could go drive through. I guess people kind of picked up that it was like a nice spot because it's just like puka and alcohol. Cause all bars and just lounges in there. It's you, know a really nice spot. you know what I think it is? You know what I think
0: it is? Steinway is always like Steinway is a place where there's a lot of like, hookah lounges and like spots where people go to chill, smoke hookah, and like kind of vibe out. And that usually happens inside. But since we're social distancing, everything is outside. So it's automatically gonna end this literally a back to back restaurant. But I think it looks like a nice little vibe. I like this thing all the outdoor dining.
1: Ramsey, we out this weekend?
0: Listen. What's up?
3: I'm with it. Oh, I'm style with it. Lit,
0: style lit. Mask all. Oh, I'm with it. Danny, what's up? You, oh, yeah. out?
3: you in New York? What's going on? Listen, man, y'all, governor governor's trying to have me out here quarantining. I can't go nowhere. That's a fact. You're doing for like what? 14 <laughs> <got you> days?
1: <laughs>
3: Supposedly. Travel- but I mean, home- I took a test when I first got here yesterday, and they said it would take like three to five days to get the results back. And I'm an essential worker, so I'm going to tell them, y'all can't keep me here. I need to go back.
0: <laughs> I'm okay. Well speaking of that, first of all, thank you so much for the service and everything that you do. Um of I think nursing in itself in, in is a great is is thing to, to take up. I was listening to you know, obviously this isn't nursing, but um Lex when you were talking about just some of the things you had to learn about uh, to get your, your nail technician license, like the diseases and things like that.
1: Yeah.
0: It's, it's crazy.
1: Yeah, I, I commend you because I can barely do it just to get a cosmetology license. I'm still working on it. So I know you got to do way more work than that.
3: Girl, it's, it's honestly a lot, but you got it though.
1: Yeah, but, but you got it and you have it now. So <laughs> <laughs> you need to congratulate
3: yourself. <laughs> and so I'm trying.
1: So, where did you go to school?
3: I actually went to school in Alabama. Um, It's a small school called Oakland University. Um, I know it's super random. People always ask me, like, how do you go from the big city to the country and to Alabama out of all places? But um, um, I'm Seventh-day Adventist, so it was a Seventh-day Adventist school. So that's how I even heard of it, and I was just like, honestly, I don't mind leaving New York. So, ended up going there. I was actually there for five years, and I graduated with my BSN. Um, and then I moved to Florida and started working in the ICU. That's good. Wow.
2: Was that a culture shock going to Alabama?
3: Um, surprisingly not, because I mean, the school I went to was still like a HBU. Um, it was actually cool because I have friends like literally all over the country now, because like so many people from other areas, even out of the country, came to that school. Um, so I was definitely appreciative. It was more so a culture shock going to Florida than it was Alabama, which was weird. Yeah, Florida's crazy. <laughs> what so, was
0: so different about it?
3: Um, I think it's because like at school, I wasn't the minority. And then actually starting my career, I really felt it the most. Like, don't get me wrong. Like I did my clinicals at the hospitals um, in Alabama, where I still was technically the minority, but it didn't hit me until I actually started working at my job because I kind of felt like I had to prove myself like, oh, I'm just as smart as the next nurse you know, no matter the situation. So I feel like I was constantly having a battle with myself, like, you got to make sure that you're on top of it in your simulations, you're doing this, you're doing that, you're not late. And it was it was a lot. I, I put a lot of pressure on myself. So that's probably what it was, for sure. for, the, for those who don't
0: know what clinicals are, break that down for, for the listener, for the average listener.
3: So clinicals is basically um, like your practice hours in the hospital. So if you're doing a specific class, you're doing your clinicals for that like, um, specialty. So if you're taking um, med surge, you're basically on a med surge unit, which is basically medical surgical. And those are just patients that are, aren't really that sick. They're probably there for a couple of days or so, um, but they're fairly independent. Um, or if you're doing practice in like an ICU or the emergency room where you're basically paired with a nurse, and they basically walk you through, like, nursing skills and basically how to be a nurse, in a sense. And you have to get, like, a certain amount of hours.
0: That sounds, that sounds interesting. Do do so, what's
2: like, that pose? and Annie. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: don't know why. I don't know why. First of all, I don't know how you do it, Cause I watched this show. I remember um, my ex-girlfriend used to watch that show literally all the time. and would always be either crying or in like some heightened like emotional state over the show. And I can mm-hmm. never really understand why, but literally I'm just like, open heart surgery here, brain surgery here. I'm like, I'm like I don't know how y'all watch this But what do you think- It's amazing. What do you think, do you think the ICU was gonna like in, in, in a couple years, with with COVID being how it is now, like, what do you think the whole process of clinicals and, and, you know, hands-on training in the college, I mean, in the hospital, what do you think that's gonna look like in a few years? Do you think it's gonna change? Has it changed?
3: In a few years, it's definitely gonna change. As of right now, it has changed. Um, so students are not allowed to go into any patient's room that they suspect probably might have COVID. They're not allowed on the COVID floor. Honestly, no one's allowed on the COVID floor except like the COVID nurses, the doctors, um, on and not all doctors, just specific doctors That are caring for those patients. I don't know if it's the same at all hospitals but as far as my hospitals those are the rules that we've um that we've come about. Um, At one point they weren't even allowing students to come in when it initially first happened back in like March I would say because I even have like friends who are doing um who are in school for nurse anesthesia right now and they weren't even allowed to like go into the operating room anymore because they were just cutting back on that um so i'm pretty sure they're gonna keep that they're gonna continue to do that process until things kind of get a lot better which i hope is soon because i'm honestly over this situation um all everyone did. what
0: do you so what do you first of all i saw a post that you put up the other day and i was like wow that's crazy I think it was like, do you, you think your mask is, um, I forgot, what, what, explain the quote. I think it was like, you think your mask is bad when you try a it, ventilator. It.
3: Oh, yes. Because a lot of people are complaining that they can't breathe in the mask and like, oh, why do we have to wear it? And it's just so frustrating to me. And it's, it's even more frustrating when they're not even wearing it appropriately. Because <laughs> I work a 12 hour shift and I have to wear, and N95. Out. <laughs> right, I had to wear an N95, which is basically suctioned onto your face on top of a surgical mask over that, and a face shield and a gown. So for someone to complain about wearing it inside a store, it's just mind-blowing to me. Cause I mean, don't get me wrong, I feel like if you're outdoors, you don't have to have it on unless you're like within a group, like a large group of people, because the chances of you actually getting it through that type of transmission is extremely low. But if you're in like a closed in setting, like wear your mask appropriately, buy what you need, and then leave and take it off and get to your car. It's not that hard. So the reason why I say if you feel like you know a mask is uncomfortable with T-trial ventilator is because we have patients that are on the ventilator and they have a breathing tube down their mouth. They're on sedation, which is, you know, to basically keep them comfortable. And then we, the process, we do the process to get them off of it. And obviously, it's, you feel like you're choking because there's something down your throat. So that's what I'm saying, just wear the mask to prevent from getting to that situation, you know? Because, I mean, not everyone is going to end up there, but some people have been. And we have been getting younger people day by day so it's not only patients in their 50s and 60s we've been having 20 year olds 30 year olds and so on so
0: yeah so it's 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 safe to say that people should probably be wearing their masks right yes. which actually which actually brings us into uh, what's going on right which is which is pretty much a segment of the show where we talk about again a little bit of world news or in this instance country news like what's happening in the country and um, I believe it was I believe it was Lex, I think you might have dropped this in the chat, that the governor of Atlanta is suing the mayor over um his face mask requirements.
1: Yeah, so the governors that? I mean, it's really just the pettiness, I guess. I don't know. Since the mayor of Atlanta has realized that her and her family had have, have COVID now currently and they're they're getting over it. Um but a lot of like controversy with like, oh, now she's getting into like, you know, wearing the mask, things because her family has it and things like that. But yeah, the governor wants to sue her because now that she's enforcing it, she thinks it's unnecessary, so. Well, I, I don't really know what, where they're at right now. I mean, I don't know if they're going to continue with, like, suing her for real, for real, but I know that he's, like, coming at her because he feels like now it's, you know, it's unnecessary because they haven't been wearing the mask. But then again, they just got back on lockdown,
2: so. <laughs> that's
0: a, that's a
1: it's wild how like, there's,
2: like, the states with the, like, high amount, and they're really not taking it serious. Like, their amounts aren't getting higher. It's not like they're doing their thing and nothing's changing. Like They do not notice that their numbers are rising.
3: Trust me, they do. They know, which is so <laughs> frustrating.
2: Like the fact that they are op- that they
3: reopened Disney and Universal just got me so excited. Oh upset. Yeah. yeah, that's
0: crazy.
1: And they just actually made a, a rule with Disney that you can't eat and walk. You can eat and sit I saw that with your mask on, or you can walk with your mask on, but you cannot eat and walk. But my thing is, if you know it's dangerous to do that, why even allow people to walk around?
3: <laughs> they I gotta think, make their money. Right, yeah. Disney
0: Disney, Disney is so large that they literally have their own zip code. Like they literally have that. their own zip code. So if, if, if nobody's in that park, like it's not, that's a ghost town. That's like a whole, that's like the entire Queens. Not making any bread or not making, you know, having any type of activity. It's like a ghost town. So they're probably like, "Listen, we need to open up ASAP." But uh, it's 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 crazy. But I feel like, unfortunately, I think everyone that there's really no. How do you escape it? Like, how do how do you escape it? There's really no way that everyone can be safe forever. I feel like eventually everyone's gonna get it. Maybe, I mean I, mean, I feel know. like
1: if they actually like lock down everybody and told everyone stay your ass at home and you feel me we'll we'll give you a decent pay so you don't have to go to work and you know, I feel like you're right, it won't eliminate it and not you know, not everyone's gonna be safe of course, but I feel like numbers will be very low.
0: But literally it's all it's gonna do is whoa. I mean it's, it's really just gonna stall things. I mean, hopefully people that- But I
2: feel like you also have to mandate testing. Like if everyone got tested, cause the main thing is like people were in their house and they're quarantined, but they didn't, they still didn't know if they had Corona. So the, the few people that were like going out to the supermarket, like it was the mall, they don't know if they had COVID, but they thought they were being safe because they're like, yeah, I went to the store and then my house, I wasn't outside in the streets cause you had no Right. So if they mandated testing, you know, oh, this person has COVID, you stay home, you quarantine, and then everyone else, just like, just stay away from the people that are like that, then I think it'd be so much easier. Because at first, like, testing wasn't as accessible as it is now, like, it's easier now because my parents got tested multiple times, but it's like, before my mom, she like, couldn't even get on a phone call to figure out where she could get tested.
0: Well, of course, you know, it's, it was pretty much, this is something new, you know, a majority of people aren't used to dealing with this. I'm pretty sure the, the entities in, involved with managing the task were probably overwhelmed, or there could have been more behind it, who, who really knows, for real. Mm-hmm. But, but in, terms of, in terms of like, you know, everyone taking precaution, like there's so many COVID-19 conspiracies and, and so many, oh, it lasts this long on surfaces, this mask is good, this mask is useless. Um, so Danny, being a trip in the profession, in the hospital, I'm pretty sure you might be privy to some, you know, saying some little you know, lowdowns <laughs> about how to really, you know, stay well and stay clean and sanitized. So put us mm-hmm. on some, some fact based ways that we can, we can all be um, safe and taking precautions on our day to day activities. Um so number one is
3: definitely where your mad. Um I'm not really too sure about what the transmission rate is as far as like orbital mucosa, like getting it like through your eyes. Because I was even talking to one of the disease docs that I'm pretty cool with, like just kind of him about that. And he was saying that the rate of that is very low, but they're just taking all precautions because they're not 100% sure if it's only contracted through the respiratory system. Um, so just making sure that, you know, you're just taking all precautions to um, continue doing hand hygiene. So washing your hands in 20 seconds, if you don't happen to have um, any, if you don't have access to any soap and water at the time, just getting your hands on some hand sanitizer, that's greater than 60% um, in the solution. And um, just making sure you just, I really do believe that social distancing um, is helping. I mean, probably isn't fixing everything, but it's better than nothing. Um, if you have to sneeze or cough, do it like in the crease of your arm, cough in your shirt, because that's one of the ways that they say it can be aerosolized. So I don't know if you guys heard them talk about it being droplet versus aerosolized. So what we do in the hospital is like, for example, if we have a patient who's not on the ventilator, anytime that a healthcare professional is in the room, then the patient needs to put a mask on just, you know, because just in case, you never know. We test all of our patients um, when they come into the hospital, if they have like a pre-procedure, just to make sure that they're clear. Um, but at the same time, you also never know, because these patients have visitors, you don't know where they've been, if they've been to them, what the situation is. Um, so um, we're wearing a the mask, mask prevent it from droplets, just by talking.
1: If they wait,
0: see... Your sorry, Your mm-hmm. um, uh, clarity is starting, uh, I guess.
3: Wing? You're, you're echoing again. There you go. Uh, what about now? Can you guys hear
0: me now? No, I just got a little worse again. Oh my gosh! I think it, it starts to echo. It gets bad, and then it gets a little worse, and then it gets way better. So. Okay. What about now? No, we're still in the. We're, we're getting there. We're getting there, but not not there yet. Hello? Yes.
3: Am I still echoing? Yeah, no.
0: This is, this is better.
3: Okay. I don't I'm sorry, y'all.
0: I'm so so technology, what can we do?
3: apple needs to do better if that's the case, not on um, <laughs> let you not stop.
0: But stay. they do but, the, the,
3: the better. But yeah, so basically, just the difference between droplet and aerosolized is like if you cough or sneeze or anything that's going to force the virus out, it comes out in smaller particles as to why they would expect us to wear like an N95 versus like a surgical mask. Um, So yeah, so just being mindful about like sneezing or coughing, making sure you just like kind of doing it into the crease of your arm. Um, And obviously, if you're sick, stay home. This pretty much everything that the CDC is pretty much recommending. I've honestly had my uh, opinions about them because the fact that they weren't even trying to enforce masks in the beginning when the vote happened and now they're saying that we all have to wear it. They just kind of got on my nerves with that. But everything that I feel like they're recommending now is reasonable.
0: Yeah, they're actually saying that the, the White House is blocking the CDC directive from speaking about the government's decision to reopen schools. Um, who had That's artist? crazy. Yeah, I think, um Lex, you put us on to that, right? Or was that you? Uh, I was like, Yeah. Um, hold on.
1: If is, offended,
0: um... And they're also saying that the, I guess, private schools, they're not trying to, that's why well, you look for that. It's, it's, they're trying to, they're saying that private schools are going to take like a year to reopen. What you were saying that no, someone was saying. They're, they're
1: oh, taking, I said that, yeah. So basically, They're basically just pushing for public schools to open. And, I mean, there's been different things said. I know someone told me that um, Trump was going to try and, like, find families if they don't send their kids back to school, which I don't think he can do that.
0: But basically,
1: you know, they're basically, like, you know, since they don't have control over private schools like that, all the private schools, like, schools and parents and locations, they're not going to the allow their students to go back for at least another year they're going to continue remote learning and public schools is basically what they're pushing for so that's why assuming the white house is going to try and block the cdc director from testifying because they want schools to open and they feel like schools should open i don't know how that's correct but you know that's our government
0: i think we need some time and first of all i think that we're barely getting a grip on letting human beings just be human beings in the street. Like we'll barely get that right. Now you want these little kids in school with their germs and, and definitely not social distancing. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Like they'll try, but kids are gonna be kids. Like, like you know, I feel like I feel like it's too risky and we need more time. We have to I agree.
2: Especially since Trump, they really don't, I watched this video and it was it was just wild. They were like, and they were, they, he, the man didn't like that they were enforcing social distancing in the schools that were opening. So they want the schools to open and be completely normal. I'm like, so you're just gonna throw the kids in there with no mask, no like care for sanitation or nothing. Like they just want yeah. school to be completely normal. And like, no one's considering the teachers, like everyone's thinking about the students and the parents. But my sister, when she was coming to make the decision on whether to send her kids back, it was, she asked the teacher what the teachers felt. Cause no, in all of the conversations with the parents, they never give, they never ask how, how the teachers feel. Cause they're the ones who are gonna sit in the classroom with all those kids, like basically wow, infecting themselves. Wow, 'Cause like when it comes at the end of the day, the team, like up. the teacher would be the one who would like have to enforce all that clean. Well, the kids aren't gonna clean. Yeah. Unless they're right. bigger. That's- you can have the bigger clean kids wipe down your thing, but you're gonna have the kindergartners try and figure out how to wipe down with the clocks, wipe That's the left. But, like, but who's doing even all th- of that work? Yeah, even
1: at the end of the day, because like I'm working with children with autism right now, so mm-hmm. it's like and I work with kids from seven years old to 18, 19, and the 18, 19 year olds don't know how to wipe down and clean, but like they don't have that like connection of what they don't understand it's a pandemic. They don't understand, you know, and there's kids in regular school who have, you know, special education. They're not gonna understand that this is a pandemic and I need to be careful, I need to be cautious. And especially them little kids, they put in their hands in their mouth, they don't realize, like yeah. mm-hmm. even, even though this is like an ongoing thing and kids realize that it's different, it's not like gonna click like, oh, I'm in a pandemic, I need to really watch every move I make, I need to clean down everything I do, I can't touch anything, I gotta wear a mask. These kids are just like, oh, I got extra summer vacation, and I gotta yeah, wear a mask exactly. now. Because even We're as ready. adults,
2: it's not even registering with. Because, like, mm-hmm. I, in my, my store, like, after I take someone, I'm supposed to wipe stuff down, and people are forgetting to lift their mask over their nose or forgetting that they can't touch this and they're forgetting that they t- can't touch that. So if grown adults can't figure it out, then the children aren't going to yeah. remember it either. And for me, it's
1: That's like, I, I had seen something on the Internet where it's like, you know, these teachers are, you know, they have to... One, they have to educate these kids, especially now with um, racism and the things that are going on in this country. You know, these kids are interested. They're, they watch the news. They they see what's Our going social on. Social media. Now
0: <laughs> they have
1: to, they, you know, they have to teach them. All, they have to educate them on that. They have to now educate them on a pandemic, and then they have to educate them on their everyday le- lessons. So it's like all so three well, of those things on me, top of everything. So let, let me what,
0: tell you that when these, when these, when these kids fully develop, though,
1: oh, they're they, they are up. going to.
0: Be, First of all, they're going to have, they might have a couple of screws, but they're going to be elite. Like, first That's of fun. all, they're going to be hella, hella healthy, hella clean, and, and hella aware. Like, there's probably not going to be any racism. Like, Hopefully. Maybe. Right. They're
2: uh, about to be woke. Because there's definitely, <laughs> like... Like, Gen Z is really going there and, like, fighting racism and, and like, oh any type of social justice. But there's still a the handful of kids that they're, like, that are in their school and stuff like that with their racist parents. Because there's some that are teaching their racist parents, like, oh, well, this is why Black Lives Matter. And then there's some that they're arguing with their own classmates because they, their, their parents are probably, like fine then, but some of the kids are racist even without the parents that's not like on tiktok because tiktok's like a wide variety of like people and there's kids who like their parents are like not racist but the kids are racist and i'm like so where did you learn this from right Probably. they're
3: Their they parents, parents. They're they're parents. parents. Mm-hmm. 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 but
1: to me it's just crazy because my thing is like i said oh they have to teach all those things and they have to, you know it, it's a lot and then like for like <laughs> They try and tell me, oh, if you work with a student with COVID, you know, you get an extra $150 a shift. Is that worth my health? Like, so like, for me, it's like, you're not paying the teachers enough. You know, a lot of teachers do not want to deal with this. Essential workers don't want to deal with this. And, you know, even like, you know, nurses and stuff, I bet you they probably do not pay you enough to risk your life every day.
3: Girl, I don't even want to get into that topic. Exactly. So it's
1: like, it's like so much, you know what I'm saying, it's stressing people out and like I feel like that's like the craziest thing. You're gonna, you're gonna think
3: $150 extra on, on my shift is gone. I'd rather just not get paid. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, not gonna think Even if they are giving you that incentive, like are they also giving you the proper gear to go on and like deal with that? You know what I mean? No, see, and that's, that's what's crazy. At first, no, they, they took probably about three months to give us
1: a proper training on gowns and, and gloves and masks. They give us masks at first and we had to use them until they got ripped, dirty, or messed up. So they gave it one and that was it. Wow. But you know, and like I'm I'm just like the 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 very, you know, bottom of the essential workers, you know, like I'm still an essential worker but, you know, it's not as severe, you know, only some of our kids had um COVID, you know, but as a nurse and stuff like that, like so like basically like how do you feel about like the incentive and like do you for me it's like what made you start nursing? Do you still feel that way with this whole pandemic?
3: Um, I definitely do, like, um, I decided to get into nursing because of just some personal issues that was in my family. That My mom had cancer when I was in high school, and then like I had gotten into a really bad car accident when I was younger, so I grew up saying that I wanted to like help people, and nursing mm-hmm. was the route that I decided to go. Um, I still do enjoy my job. It is very rewarding. Um, mm-hmm. I have a few stories that i like to share if you guys don't mind. Um, Obviously, I can't give too much details because of HIPAA, but um, and for those of you who don't know, HIPAA is basically um, a law stating that, you know, everything is confidential. We're not allowed to give out um, specific information that would kind of give you an idea of just to basically protect the patient's like information or whatever, Um, but I can say that I love what I do because it's rewarding and just kind of helping people when they're at their lowest um, and just making sure that you're caring for them, and also their families too, because they're, you know, they're the ones that's going through this, watching, you know, their loved ones through the whole process, and sometimes they don't make it, because unfortunately, in ICU, patients die all the time. So it's so I, I, I definitely um, en- enjoy what I do. As far as the pandemic, I have never been so depressed stressed and like emotionally drained in my life. Um, The entire month of April, my unit was transitioned into a COVID ICU. So we were caring for COVID patients for that um, duration. And it was hard because I would go into work thinking, okay, am I gonna be safe today? Am I gonna be conscious of how I take off my PPE, how I put on my PPE? You know, because they told us, like, you know, put yourself first because you want to make sure that you have on everything appropriately before you go into that room because, you know, you got to take care of yourself before you can take care of other people. Um, so that was just thoughts that was going through my mind, too. And then I had to isolate myself from people. So I couldn't see family. I couldn't see friends. My birthday was in April. I just, damn missed that. <laughs> I, I really celebrated like that. it with me like sleeping on the couch, when I was supposed to be in Jamaica at carnival, but that really happened. And it was, it was definitely rough. Like I cried like all the time. I've had patients that like literally like died on me. Um, which was like sad. We've had patients that recovered, which was like an awesome celebration. Um, what really hit me the most was that we were actually admitting nurses and doctors as patients. And it was just like, wow, mm. we're taking care of our own kind. And it, like, that could be me in the bed. Yeah. And it's, it's scary. It That's why lot. like, the pandemic is like, you no, know, especially like going to nursing school, you probably never imagined this could
1: happen. Never. That's why like, you know, like, still gotta like some people you know you gotta act like dang i didn't expect that kids do i really want to do this but you know obviously everyone went in there with you know whoever does nursing i would assume you know wants to go yeah. in for that same reason so i yeah. think i commend you you learned a lot you did a lot and you're doing so much so i uh, girl, <laughs> keep doing your thing <laughs> keep doing your thing uh, thank you
2: Hopefully.
1: thank you i appreciate yeah, that's that's yeah. That definitely
0: sounds like a heavy heavy uh, weight to bear every day Um, and it's literally it's literally I mean you know a lot of people compare it to a war and it definitely kind of you know seems like that and if it you know is like you guys are literally on the battlefield like literally on the battlefield every day so you know again hats off to you all the medical professionals that um and also you know all the essential workers as well you know what's funny is even even you know obviously i knew people that worked at chipotle and like these these restaurants that were open right and i can only imagine what what that was like also like mentally Mm -hmm. my job is open like if i don't go to work i don't make money for some people like it's just like some young people who they'll be okay if they're missing money, but it's other people that's like, Man, like I have to be here like my family depends right. on me. But also this is a pandemic. So in a hospital it's like yes it in of course it got overwhelming, I can only imagine it probably still is, but it's still a place where, you know, you're used to you know you're used to having to protect yourself you understand that it's a pandemic it's a virus you know how viruses are contracted you know how to prepare yourself so at least you're a little bit more prepared but somebody mm-hmm. at chipotle or mcdonald's we're in the middle of a brand new pandemic the trump right the trump the president can barely direct the country on how to maneuver with with this you know with this virus so how am I going to expect to? You know, and like what, the question that you asked, like did you have the proper gear, the proper protective gear? I'm pretty sure many of you did not initially, you know? hmm See,
3: one thing that my hospital actually like, did was, they were great as far as making sure that we had the proper gear, because we weren't sure. We were just kind of basing it off of New York. So with the New York situation, when you guys were the the Center. It was more so, y'all just got hit out of nowhere and y'all was not anticipating it, you know, for things to skyrocket that high. So other states were kind of able to use that example to be like, okay, let's just prepare ahead of time and get all this stuff, because obviously ventilators and PPE is something that was very crucial, um, you know, that everyone was missing. So my hospital, you know, we anticipate that we was about to get like a, a massive surge. I mean, we're getting it now, but we thought we were getting it then. So we were able to like kind of prepare and stuff. But right now, what we're really lacking in is staff, because a lot of people left to help New York with their surge, And like we, like for example, my unit, we were initially a 20 bed ICU and a 20 bed step down unit. And then when COVID happened, we extended to a 40 bed COVID ICU and we remained a 40 bed ICU once um, we transitioned back. So we basically have like a mixture of patient populations that we're caring for because initially I worked on a surgical ICU and then we transitioned to like surgical, medical, cardiac, so a lot of nurses had to like learn new certifications just to be able to care for that patient population along with get other nurses to come to our floor just to even help because we're super short staff. So like right now they're offering like crisis contracts for us to just pick up overtime where they're offering us to work like five days a week, 12 hour shifts. And, you know, I'm gonna get my money or whatever, but mm-hmm. <laughs> in. Of mine. ain't gonna be that good. So that's why I'm just kind of taking this week to just kind of chill because I know when I get back to work, it's gonna be all hustle. So. Definitely, you
0: definitely know, stay safe. Whoa while you're out there, you know, doing what you do to protect those that you know, find themselves in situations where they can't help themselves, like such as the ICE. Um, we're, we're running low on time, right? We're coming we're coming to a close. I mean, I like I liked where this this episode went. You know, it was mostly about um, current events. Um, but I want to first of all uh, take time to go into the birthdays because we didn't do that initially. Um, Hux, would you mind going over the birthdays, letting us know sweet birthdays, were this past week, on a, on, a, on a more happy transition real quick?
2: All right. On Sunday, we started off the week, and it was Popcon's birthday. Amy. Hey. And then today on Monday, it's our Pop Smoke's birthday.
3: All right, people.
2: And then his album dropped. This is basically what I thought the album was going to sound like the first time. So it was just like a nice, I'm so sad that he's dead, like I'm really just (laughs) upset. Right. It's just so upsetting. And then the next, um, on what is that, Tuesday, it's Robin Williams' birthday, may he rest in peace as well. Mm -hmm. And then on a happier note, it's Selena Gomez's birthday the day after that. And And then after that, I'm not sure if anyone was like a mindless behavior fan as much as I was. I I was. I'm not even gonna hold you. I was. (laughs) (laughs) So it's gonna be Rock Royal's birthday. Even though I'm pretty sure he's in jail right now. But I would be the Rock (laughs) Royal.
0: Okay. Okay, And then Frida Homie?
2: Well who knows? I don't know. He's been in and out, cause I've been like tracking them. Cause I was like in love with Milo's behavior. But like he had a kid, <laughs> his son is adorable too. Like his son's adorable. But who knows when he's getting out. And then the next birthday is Jennifer Lopez.
0: Okay. okay check
2: And then to end off the week, it's Matt LeBlanc, which is Joey from Friends. I didn't watch Friends. <gasps> I love Friends.
3: Y'all yeah, watch it. it's
0: hilarious.
2: <laughs> and The Office. Hello.
0: Yeah, office is jokes. I like the office.
2: And, and then that's that was, the end of our week.
0: Well, big happy birthday shout out to all of those guys. I mean, rest in peace to the to the beginning In the beginning half was it. Yeah. But, but you know,
2: it was a good of all, of birthday.
0: Yeah, that's a fact. This 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 was a good one as well.
2: The end, I'm not gonna lie, Saturday this was hard to pick because he was the only person I recognized out of the list of celebrities. It but they were like even within those the weeks the other days there's like a good amount of like known celebrities that are in there with their birthdays this week
0: That's a fact ladies and gentlemen that is all for this episode of the Visionary voices podcast wanna first of all thank you all for listening number one and thank our special guests for being here danielle we appreciate you she came Thank all the way yes. from Florida to New York just to <laughs> just to come <laughs> on the Young Visionary Voices podcast. Feel <laughs> me? On
3: yes.
0: the private jet. That's how they do it in Florida, right? How part many of Florida? years do Florida?
3: Know
0: what it is? We're Orlando. Okay. The Big O. <laughs> Yo, I'm not gonna lie. I, w- I went out there one time, and it was r- at first of all, I've never seen anything like this. Literally, it was raining. N- not where I was, but probably like a hundred feet, and I can literally see the mm-hmm. entire cloud of rain. Like, I'm like, what? But it was suddenly sunny everywhere else.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. I used to live in West Palm. It used to be wild hot, and like next door was downpouring, and where I was at was completely sunny.
0: And also, like, you know, I mean, I get it. New York, we got pigeons, you feel me? You got squirrels, but y'all be having wild lizards and alligators. Oh my God.
3: I found a lizard in my apartment, and I was about to go crazy.
0: I got Those one of my shoe ones. Mm-mm. Oh my god. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I can't, I, can't live like, I can't live like that. But then again, I used to, I used to live in a project, so I've, I've seen roaches the size of AAA batteries. I'm not gonna lie. I prefer to see a lizard, to be honest. But anyway, <laughs> all, this is a fire episode. You know, we appreciate everybody for coming out Lex, Valley, Danny. Um, we gotta have you have you back on another episode, another day, another time. To talk about more happier things as well. You no, know, no, no COVID. Hopefully, COVID is over.
3: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, I appreciate it.
0: That's a fact. Um, make sure everybody go and um, check out yvtotheworld.com to review more of our episodes. And follow us on Instagram um, at yvvoices. Um, and as always, thank you for being visionaries.